Welcome to What's Up Wednesday. In these short episodes, I will summarize a recent study or journal article related to obesity management and discuss how to incorporate this latest science into your clinical practice. And of course, I'll be sure to include links to the articles in the show notes. So let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What's Up Wednesday. My name is Carly Burridge, and today we're going to be talking about the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology Commission on the definition and diagnosis of clinical obesity. So if you're anything like me, you have probably been frustrated with the way that obesity is diagnosed in the U.S. and worldwide. Because for the most part, BMI, which is just, as we know, a simple ratio of height to weight, is used to determine whether an individual has the disease of obesity or not. And yes, we can also look at waist circumference, but if we're determining whether a patient qualifies for medications or surgery, or when we're looking at prevalence rates of obesity, BMI is the primary metric that is used to define and diagnose obesity. However, we all know that BMI is a very blunt tool and that while it gives us some information on a population level, it really does not give us a lot of information at all about the individual and the individual's risk or determining whether an existence of a disease state exists for a particular individual, right? And we all know that there's errors in both directions. So it's, it's easy to overdiagnose obesity in the presence of higher muscle mass, as well as underdiagnose obesity in the case of sarcopenia. And also BMI does not consider adiposity or body composition or the distribution of that adiposity. And we know all of those things are so important when determining how excess body fat might be affecting an individual's health. And we would think with all the advances in technology and medicine that we have these days that we'd have a better tool to help us diagnose the most common medical condition worldwide, right? And yet we're stuck with BMI for right now. So for those of you who share my frustrations, I'm very excited and happy to share this commentary with you today from the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology Commission. They released this commentary on May 3rd, and it's titled Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology Commission on the Definition and Diagnosis of Clinical Obesity. And in it, they discuss the issues with diagnosing obesity using BMI alone, and they also present us with a solution that they are currently working on. So we don't have any news yet as to when they will be completing this project, But my guess is that we might have to be a little bit patient with this one, but I'm so glad that they are working on this. And so this was just more of a commentary to let us know what the issue is and what they are currently working on. And I'm so glad to know that there is a commission that is working on this so that we can have a better definition and diagnosis for the disease of obesity. So in the commentary, they first go on to identify that, as many of us know, obesity was first recognized as a disease by the World Health Organization in 1948. And then between the years of 2013 to 2022, it was recognized as a disease uh, by several other medical societies and countries, including the American Medical Association. However, 
The notion that obesity is a disease and not merely just a risk factor for other diseases still remains highly controversial, both within medical circles and beyond. And there are a lot of consequences of how we define obesity and whether it is considered a disease state in and of its own uh, rather than a risk factor. So they talk about the apprehension that some people have uh, in categorizing obesity as a disease. There are some concerns that this could unnecessarily medicalize the problem and that this might undermine adherence to healthy lifestyles and potentially may result in unwarranted use of drugs or medical technologies or surgery, and that this could have very significant economic and societal costs. And so we know that the use of BMI alone can result in both underdiagnosis and overdiagnosis of obesity. And, you know, we also have to recognize that some of this concern that calling a disease might somehow undermine adherence to healthy lifestyles, I think we can see some of the bias and stigma in that as well, right? We still see that for a lot of people, they still consider that obesity is somehow, you know, a lifestyle choice. And so I think we see some of the bias and stigma present. But, you know, the overdiagnosis of obesity is a really a legitimate concern. We definitely want to make sure that the right people who really need these treatments are being offered these treatments. And um, the overdiagnosis is especially concerning for policymakers, right? Because Uh, If we all of a sudden uh, give everybody who classifies, who is diagnosed with obesity based on BMI classification um, and give them access to treatments, that would mean that about 30 to 40% of the population worldwide and over 40% of adults in obesity would have this illness and would therefore be required to have access to treatment for this disease state, right? And then on the other side of the controversy, those who support the recognition of obesity as a disease cite the evidence that obesity, like any other chronic disease state, is associated with distinct pathophysiological alterations of tissues and organs, has discrete clinical signs and symptoms, has an increased risk of secondary complications, and may restrict daily activities. So defining obesity as a standalone disease would be consistent with such scientific evidence and would provide stronger medical legitimacy to the disease of obesity. And the validity would help increase access to obesity care for those in need and plausibly reduce widespread weight bias and societal stigma of obesity. And so it's these two opinions, right, and these irreconcilable arguments that make the proposal of obesity as a disease one of the most polarizing topics in modern medicine. And as many of you see, if you're scrolling through social media, the comments uh, on either sides uh, can be quite strong, right? So BMI thresholds used for the definition of obesity have been intended and studied as predictors of future disease or mortality, they say, but not as measures of existing illness. So in this context, the attribution of disease status to obesity defined exclusively by a BMI threshold as it is today 
they say is an intrinsically flawed concept. And I couldn't agree with them more, right? That is not what BMI was intended to be used for, right? It's to screen, it's it's to look at population levels, but not to diagnose individuals with the disease states. They go on to say that, quote, perhaps most importantly, a clinical definition of obesity based on distinctive clinical manifestations that reflect the impact of excess adiposity per se on normal functioning of organs and the entire individual is still missing, right? We do not have a clinical definition of obesity. They go on to say that in fact, current scoring and staging systems of obesity and treatment algorithms for severe obesity are typically based on the presence of other diseases and conditions, often referred to as comorbidities, rather than the clinical manifestations of obesity itself, okay? So this is really important that we're recognizing this. Like, we don't really have this with other disease states, right? So they go on to say that recognizing a disease without knowing whether and how it can cause illness independently of other comorbidities is a difficult and perhaps impossible task. Hence, a crucial step towards resolving this controversy is to propose a definition for clinical obesity. And I totally agree with them. And I'm so glad that they are working on this clinical definition of obesity. So they go on to say that clinical obesity denotes a condition in which the risk to health associated with excess adiposity has already materialized and can be objectively documented by specific signs and symptoms reflecting biological alterations of tissues and organs which are consistent with extant illness, right? So we're going to have to figure out what does this mean and and how are we going to determine this in the case of obesity? I guess they're working on that. So they go on to say that there are several advantages to reframing the definition of obesity. They state that this reframing could help facilitate a more rational systematic approach to obesity and improve identification of appropriate targets for prevention versus treatment strategies and could help inform clinical practice, the development and implementation of public health strategies and help overcome misconceptions that reinforce weight bias and stigma. Ultimately, a clinical definition of obesity that is coherent with other definitions of disease used in other areas of medicine would provide a crucial tool for the way that we conceptualize and treat obesity. So obviously, this is a lot of work. This is something that doesn't currently exist. So to tackle this issue, they have congregated a group of leading worldwide experts and established the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology Commission on Clinical Obesity. So this commission aims to identify clinical and biological criteria for the diagnosis of obesity. And similar to diagnostic methods for other chronic diseases and other medical specialties, these criteria should reflect a substantial deviation from the normal functioning of tissues, organs, and the whole organism with considerable effects on the individual's ability to conduct daily activities. The Commission on Clinical Obesity is organized as a partnership between the Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology and the Institute of Diabetes, Endocrinology, and Obesity at King's Health Partners in London, UK. 
And the group of commissioners, which you can see who they all are in the appendix of this paper, are chaired by Francesco Rubino at King's College in London. And it engages approximately 60 experts across diverse disciplines, including academic clinicians and scientists with strong track records in the clinical management of obesity and in understanding the mechanisms underlying the manifestations of obesity. And the expert range from high income, middle coming, income, and low income countries. And the group also includes people with the lived experience of obesity. And I love that they also included that group of people to help come up with this definition. So the overarching aim of this initiative is to help inform decision making of clinicians and policymakers to facilitate identification of priorities for clinical interventions and public health strategies. Defining obesity clinically is implicitly a call to all pay for us to all pay greater attention to the effects of this illness on individuals with obesity, just as is done for other diseases that cause human suffering and premature mortality. So I'm very excited that they're working on this. I know that I myself have worked in several groups and projects where we're talking about obesity and and how we move forward with policy changes and things like that. And this always comes up, right? You know, do we, how do we define obesity? And without a good definition and diagnosis of obesity, it's hard to move forward on some of these things. So I'm really glad that this work is being done. I'm very grateful to this commission that they're doing this work. And I cannot wait to be able to report the findings on this. And I hope it comes sooner rather than later. All right. Thank you all for joining me today for this episode of What's Up Wednesday. And I'll see you back next time for another episode of the Gaining Health Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on the Gaining Health Podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe. And if you really liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon. Lastly, if you need resources and tools to help you start an obesity management program, be sure to check out gaininghealth.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on the Gaining Health Podcast.